This is Jaguar's Happy Hour. Jaguar's Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who refuses to take off his costume, J.P. Shadrick. <laughs> Boo, welcome in. It's Jaguar's Happy Hour on a Monday and happy November. We have arrived to November 1st. My name's J.P. Shadrick. We have plenty of show ahead the next two hours on Jaguar's Happy Hour today. CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco with us. Pride of the Jaguars left tackle Tony Baselli has chosen to join us in studio tonight. We'll review week number eight, the Seahawks over the Jaguars 31-7. Social media questions like you would not believe today. They were on fire this afternoon. We'll go around the league in week number eight. Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco coming up. The Jaguars struggled in most areas yesterday. They struggled to stay on the field on offense. They couldn't slow down Geno Smith in the game. He had a career-high completion percentage of 83%, 20 of 24 passing. And then the penalties, 12 for 93 yards, including a 12-men-on-the-field penalty, followed by nearly another one. A timeout had to be used in the second quarter. Linebacker Miles Jack after the game said it's unacceptable. In this league, that should never happen. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's no excuse for that. There's no response. We have to have better communication coming on off the field. And obviously, it's, it's a hectic environment. You know, there's D linemen that are locked in trying to get the play, and then this guy's running on. So it's got to be a communication thing where if you are running on the field, you have to call out. You got to go one for one. You can't just run on the field and just say, hey, it's my turn to play. So it's a lot of things. You know what I mean? It's, it's the timing of the substitutions. Um, it's, it's players not communicating when they come in. So it's, it's a total thing, and it's such an easy thing to fix. You know what I mean? It's not like it's something hard. Like when you, when you, you know, raise your hand when you're running in, and you know who you're supposed to grab. We're going from um, base, per jag personnel to nickel personnel. Whoever the nickel is, he's got to go run and grab the Sam. Like everybody knows what they're supposed to do. We're just not doing it. So it's on us. Well, that could pretty much sum up the day yesterday in Seattle. Tony Baselli joining us now here in studio. Pete Prisco down in South Florida. Happy November and happy Monday, Tony. Is it happy Monday? Because I, I flew all night from Seattle last night. I haven't <laughs> slept much and watched that yesterday um, with all the JAG fans and all of you um, listening to us. And I, I appreciate Miles' honesty. I mean, I was just talking to John Osher out in the hallway before I came in. That's why I was a little late. I've never. I saw something yesterday I've never seen in any football game I've ever watched, played in, been a part of. Like, and I coached high school football right across the river. I know, while, yeah. Uh, with Mark Burdell. Back to back plays with 12 men on the field on defense, and you have to burn a timeout not to get penalized. Back to back plays before the next snap. Yeah. I've never. Like, I don't even, like, I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, how does that, how could that happen? Okay, so it happened week one. Yes, it did. 12 pound field. Okay, mm -hmm. new, okay, coming out of the bye, get all the prep, get all that. Okay, shouldn't happen. It happened. It's ridiculous. It's uncalled for, but it happened. You see that in preseason sometimes, but we're in week eight, seventh game of the season, but it happened. Okay. What I'm flabbergasted is how does it happen right away again? Because you just had 12 guys. Everyone stopped. Everyone on the sidelines. Everyone on the field. And you just got called. Doesn't somebody count? 
Like, immediately go, who's out here who does not belong? Leave. And then you go to the next level is what – and I, I listen, I'm an offensive guy, so maybe mm-hmm. the, I'm just, like, too simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you run on the field and you're the 12th guy and somebody's in your position, don't you, like, think, like, I'm supposed to line up here. Why are you here? Like, at, like somebody is, like, dupl- is like is – Somebody's wrong. Is duplicate. Well, hey, well, Tom, hey, Pete, Tony, good Tom Brady said. Tom Brady said defensive players aren't very smart. I didn't say that, Pete. But look, no, like, you Pete, didn't. Tom Brady did. I know, but night. think about this, Pete. So let's say you're. I'm making a position. I don't know who was the twelfth guy. You're the uh, nickel corner, and you run out there, and they call nickel, and you see the Sam linebacker standing right next to you. Okay. No, I get it, Tony. It's not that complicated. Like I, it really I, isn't. I, I don't understand. Well, okay, let's boil Do it down to well, – no, it's bad coaching. Let's be real. Well, okay, it starts with coaching, Pete, but I agree with Miles. I put on the players too because you walk on the field. You know the defense. They call okay, whatever ultimate, defense. Ultimately, the coaches are responsible yes, for it. Yes, I agree. It, start, it starts okay. with the coaches, but players have to be smart enough to know that somebody else has lined up my spot. That's like me okay. going on the field, and there's another left tackle. What, do I just line up next to him and just say, well, it must be a new play. Maybe you're, we're in Canada. The, I don't know. The, Maybe they changed the, the rules. Tack, it's the CFL. The I mean, there's another the left tack. tackle sitting there. Why am I out in the field then? I mean, is it like the, at some point? Like I was whoa. sitting in the booth yesterday, and it's bothered me the entire time. That would be like me. It's like back when I played, Todd Ford was my backup. Like Todd comes running out on the field, lines up next to me, and I look over him and says, oh, this is normal. This is great. Let's just go play. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> or maybe you had a tackle overload when you both were on the field or something. Well, then I saw Cersei <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Tony, it, look, ultimately, and you locked it last week, so let's call oh, it. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Didn't want to say it, but, t- but Pete put it I out there. I locked it. I picked them. Yeah. I picked them in the Osher deal. I picked them in Logs deal. I mean, I picked them yeah. everywhere. You were all in. Yeah, you, you I didn't know it. they were going to play yeah. with 12 guys. But I didn't I not say it on here that I was concerned about a young team coming off a bye with a first-year coach who's never come off a bye going west to play a team where they haven't what played well. What does that well, mean that you've the never game. come off a bye? Like, I'm so exhausted, Pete, of the no, excuses. New coach never got the bye. The guys won, like, 50 national titles. You never told – I mean – Three. Okay, same thing. He, he had, like, weeks off before the national title game. Like well, you're telling me, you can't dive. figure maybe out. Maybe needs deeper dives. <laughs> I, I I can't deep dive. We're not deep. We're not diving deep enough. There's 12 guys out there, Pete, and you're well, making excuses. Look, it's a. First, I'm not making like, excuses. I just yeah, made, you I just looked at it from the common sense standpoint. Yeah, you no, locked the common it. sense. No, Pete, right. you're wrong. You were wrong. You're wrong, Pete. Common sense is I can, like it's football. I have a week off. Everyone does it the same way. The CBA says how many days They're you have to give well off. Like you that. go get ready. Was that How Pete? about that? Just put it out there. They're not well coached. Well, mm. I mean, I mean, you can't look at this body of work and think that they're well coached right now. You just can't. There's ten games left. We got to fix it. Yeah, well, can't play with twelve that, guys. I, I know nobody, that. nobody's going to feel bad for hey, you around the league. What does it mean? 
What does it mean there's 10 games left? Does that mean there's 10 games left no. for him to become a good coach? Does that mean they're they're not poor? What are you saying? I said there's, 10 games, there's 10 games left on the schedule, Pete. That's what I said. Well, and, 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 and by the way, I, I, watched, I went back and watched the tape today. I don't. Did you watch it, Tony? I, I, I mean, no, Pete. I, got, I flew home from Seattle. <laughs> You're on a plane. You can watch it on the plane. What's the matter with you? Because I don't. Because I have to download. I have to get it. They have to upload it to the system. Then I got to be able to download it. I couldn't get all that done. It's a lot of a lot excuses. of uploading, downloading, a lot of excuses. Like, no, this is real. It's a lot of excuses. Is what and it then when I got like here, I had other work to do. Usually, I watch it at night, and so it just didn't happen yet. So I haven't watched. Well, I it. watched it. I watched it, and my criticisms of that offense are going to be magnified after watching it even more. So, mm. um, I, I just they're they're not good right now, and and they don't do a lot of things to make themselves good. That offense is stale with a capital S. It's stale. And you know, Tony, you you give me crap when I always say the bunches and the picks and the and, and the condensed formations and and rub guys open and stuff. <laughs> they did. You know how many? I counted it today, yesterday. There were three times, three out of all the passing plays where they were condensed, three where they had bunch formations, and a couple. One of those times, Agnew was open on a little short in the left flat, and he underthrew him, I think. Then the one where he stopped. Remember where he stopped yeah, yeah. and that one, he came from the other side and they crossed over there. That's two of them. It, and so they don't do it enough. It, it's you go over here, you go over here, you go over here, you go over here and run your ISO routes. They don't even, they don't even switch release. They don't do any of that. If two guys are on one side, one might run an in cut and the other one might one behind them, but they don't switch release ever. And if there's three receivers on one side, what's going over that way, Tony? I'm going to ask you, see if you can figure that out. You, you figured it out, I know. If there's three receivers on one side, what play are they running over there usually? What play are they running over to the three receiver side? Yeah. Pass play or run play? Pass play. We'll probably roll Trevor out that way. No, no, they're gonna, they run the bubble screen where he stands up and the two oh, receivers the bu- block. Oh, well, yeah, but no, they don't just run the bubble. They do a lot more stuff than uh, yeah, they most of the, A lot of the time, that's that's what they do. They're pre- they're predictable. It's not a good offense right now. It's, it's stale. It's stagnant. The receivers don't win, so you got to do something to help them win. They don't do it. To your point, the longest plays yesterday for the Jaguars offense, 17 yards. Lawrence passed short left to James Robinson, so a lot of run after the catch. Robinson ran for 14 yards. On another play, and then Lawrence short left to Marvin Jones for 13 yards. Those are the three longest plays on offense. Zero plays over 20 yards yesterday. Zero. Zero. Point zero. And let me tell you what was just just as obvious as the nose on your face. Is James Robinson, if he's not in there, they're not moving the ball. Because when he went out, like, done. No answer. Did he get hurt? Did he get hurt on that 17-yard play yes. where they pushed him out of bounds? Yeah. Is that yeah, where he got he hurt? Why didn't they that. stop him? Why didn't they help him when he went to the sideline? I mean, well, don't you have to try side. They, they, they knew he was his best player, so like, get him out. Yeah, that was. That, I thought that was that, that was classless. You got to stop him in there. And fortunately, it's not apparently a, a major injury, according to Urban Meyer. Day to day now with a heel issue, a bruised heel for James. Well, the bottom line is, I mean, him being out is just it just highlights that. One, he's your best offensive player. And two, without him, you don't have any answers. But here's None. the deal. Urban said it last week, and I appreciated it last week. We talked about it. And I'm like, no more excuses. Like, so, Pete, I don't want to hear excuses from you either. I'm not making excuses. Yeah, you did. It's, it's, it's a first-year coach. It's a buy. It's Those so hard. I don't know what to do. I got a weekend off. What am I going to do? They weren't prepared. 
You see, they weren't prepared. They didn't handle it well. They're not. Well, then well that's on them because right there's no more excuses. That's what the head coach said. No more excuses. Well, Tired then, of excuses. Then, then, we, then I'm not giving him any. He's, they're not well coached right now. You want me to put it out there? There. How's that? Not well coached. It's out there. So how does that get better? Uh, well, maybe I, I, a coach. I agree. <laughs> no, no, that's stupid, Pete. Yeah, that's no, dumb. I'm I'm being sorry. I'm kidding around. Well, that was dumb. That. But what uh, Urban said. But maybe at the end of this, at the end of the season, you might. What Urban said today, I agree with him too. I, he says a lot of things I agree with. He says there's no magic pill or T-shirt you can put on that's gonna make everything feel better, be better. It's nothing but hard work. Well, you gotta go do it because you obviously. And I'm J- JP. Did you ever get to the bottom? Because I didn't, and I just read it, and I talked to D Rock in the airport as we were sitting there waiting for our late night flight, which I know you guys both missed. Um, that when Dwan uh, Smoot said, "Yeah, w- part of the problem, like the, the, about preparation, we weren't together after Wednesday of the bye week." Did you see that tweet that, that off the quote that uh, now Smoot said? remember? Yeah, he had they gave them four days off. Remember Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was off for the players. Okay, but they were here. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was still a normal week. Yes. So I didn't understand, like, again, that makes no sense. What do you mean? Every team's off for the three or four days in the bye. Right. Sometimes they're off the whole week. But he had a, they had a normal week of prep. I don't understand. Last like, week. Last week you're talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The week leading yeah, up they, to the game, yes. But why well, did you understand? I mean, maybe did you the, see that well, quote? Then, then maybe there were some things he saw on the TV last Sunday that they tried to put in and it confused everybody. And that's why they had 11 men on the field, the 12 men on the field. I mean, I mean Gino Smith shaking, was 14 for 14. Head, JP. Four, 14 of 14 to start the game. Gino the Smith longest streak to, to 14. Longest streak to start this, the, a game in the NFL this year of any quarterback. He well, couldn't, I mean, when you don't have a lot of pressure and you're not a, you're not a great cover team. What are you problem. For? Bad combo. I mean, look, I and I actually in watching the tape, Tony, there were some guys that actually had pretty good games on defense. There's just okay. aren't enough of them. Josh Allen played well. I thought he played well. I thought it was one of his best games. Not just in the pa- not just as a pass rusher, but no, in, he played well last game. week. I mean, he played well in yeah. London too. Yeah, but this was his best game, I think. Um, I thought Miles Jack did some really good things. He looked, you know, now that that. Dot is finally off his head. He lo- he looks much better. Um, you know there were a couple other guys that made splash plays. Smoot plays hard, man. He Smoot's plays hard. A, all- There's- Smoot is an NFL player. He's a good football player. I the mean, problem a- is, is they they don't have enough. They have too many back guys that should be rotation guys. Like Smoot would be a great third end on a team. Well, maybe they should stop rotating so they make sure they just get eleven guys out there. Well, they got to do something. Wow. I mean, look, I'm not I saying mean, am I wrong, JP? I mean, Urban got... and his staff can't be better, but right now they're not doing a good job coaching this team. Nobody can sit here and tell me that they are. And you guys would agree with me 100%. You just don't want to say it. But I'm saying it. I, right no, now, I mean, this I, is not a well-coached I'm team. I'm not shying back for anything. The, you are, number one, as the great Bill Parcells said, you are what your record says you are. And you are what you put on tape. I had coaches tell me my whole career, what you put on tape is who you are. Well, guess what? No different for a coaching staff. What you put out there is who you are. And if you have 12 men back-to-back, okay. If you have multiple pre-snap penalties, delay of games, okay. That's 
It's not not who you are. Not now. Not that you can't change it. And Miles Jack, I thought he was very eloquent what he said. You can change it. We got to change it. But right now, that's who you are. Until and they come not, out another and game and do it different. And that's not a good team that beat them up yesterday either. No. That's another story. Uh, let's come back and get into this offense a little bit more. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's day. He had a career-high completions and attempts. Not what you wanted. Yeah, but. I know. It's not all, ideal. I'm just telling you a statistic, And at the Tony. end of it, it was all like trash stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the whole point. It's ridiculous. We're going to get into it. You're just. You're, I'm frustrated. I'm yeah, tired. I, I'm frustrated. And I'm flabbergasted. Well, we've got an hour and 45 minutes of this ahead as well. This Sunday's Bills-Jaguars game is presented by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And we're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. I didn't play good enough today, and as an offense, we just we just weren't clicking. So a lot of things go into that. Um I think it's really just taking accountability for everyone's part and and what went wrong. And you know, for me, third third and fourth down, I think I had two missed throws on third down and one on fourth down. So it's you know guys that are open and not giving them a catchable ball. Like that's you know all on me. So those are three right there. And then just guys making plays when you need to make plays. And that's me on the third and fourth down. That's receivers on some catches. That's it's everybody. O line, running backs, tight ends. You know everybody. So. We just got a. We took a step back, I think, in making the the plays when we need to make them. As far as just, you know, you got good teams do that, good players do that. So, you know, that starts with me. That's quarterback Trevor Lawrence after the game yesterday. He was 32 of 54 passing, 238 yards, a late touchdown, an early interception, a rating you don't want, just over 68. And welcome back. This Jaguars happy hour. JP Shadrick. Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, recapping 31-7. The Seattle Seahawks over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are 0-4 all-time in Seattle now, Tony. And like that That's barely – I mean, that's just over four yards per attempt. That is awful. Couldn't get anything well, down the field. Actually, it's that's five what yards. That's when you don't have any speed. No, it's not even five yards. It's like four and a half <laughs> yards, yeah, 10, 4.3. No, nothing down the field. You have no speed, Tony. It's the problem. Well, I mean, what's his face? 12 is supposed Johnson's supposed to be able to fly. Throw him out there and just tell him to go run as fast well, as he can straight down the field. That would have been a 20-yard-plus catch, right? But he dropped the ball inside the 10-yard. It was in the fourth quarter late, but still. Well, and if uh, Marvin Jones catches the deep end. There's another one. Okay, that's two. But those those are plays that don't mean anything. Like, right. early in the game, just put Tyron out there and go run as fast as you can down the sideline. We're going to throw it as far as we can. So James Robinson's 17-yard catch, the little swing pass, is the longest play of the game. Yes, correct. That should that should never happen, ever. So ever. going back but, to like Trevor's but, comments, is it me, is it just me or is like did he take like did someone prep him? Is he taking like classes yeah, how like to a, do oh, these? He's like a quarterback who's been in the league for 20 years. I mean, yeah. he, he's so mature. <laughs> right. Like what's going on? Like what? Like who taught him this stuff? Like this take ownership. Call it out, not make excuses. I'm going to send that to Brunel and tell him to compare him to when he was in that situation. Holy cow. <laughs> I love Brunel. I love Brunel, but come on. <laughs> he went like that when he first started. I, I, how many guys are, though, Pete? Not many. Peyton was. Like, That's golly. about it. And he didn't play well. But at least, I mean, 
guys have bad games. He didn't get any help, though, either. Yeah, here's the thing. So, LaVisca Chenault, where is he? Maybe you need to put him in the backfield. If James is out, just put him at running back. You know what, Tony? In watching that, when he had the carry, that's exactly what I thought. If James Robinson is out, make him, a, make him a running back. How many targets did he have? Four? Four. Four, all like in the second half. So and, and bubble screens, right? Two catches, 13 yards. Well, it, it, so he has four targets. But Agnew has 12, who was like a corner two weeks ago, and we brought in the kick returner. So Agnew had 12 targets, six catches, 38 yards, late <laughs> touchdown. Arnold, who has been here for three, four weeks now, has 10 targets, eight catches, 68 yards. The two leading targets. And then Carlos Hyde had eight. He was third. Like the, the two highest well, receiving think- targets, the, the receivers' tight ends, like – Weren't even We're in the here. game plan during at any moment of this this staff's thought process. No, four think weeks about, ago. Think about, yeah, right. Think about go through the leading receivers. Just run them down. The the catches right there. We'll do it right here. Eight receptions, sixty eight yards for Dan Arnold. One Six. here to start the season. One here to start the season. We we've played this game before. I know, uh, but now but De- we, there's even more to it because De- they, none of them are here. Deja vu all over again. Carlos Hyde, six catches, forty yards. Back up. James Ag or Jamal Agnew, six catches, thirty-eight yards. Corner, converted corner. Marvin Jones, five <laughs> catches, thirty-five yards. Uh, older and slower, but go ahead. Lavisca Chenault Jr., two catches, thirteen yards. Running back masquerading as a wide receiver. Go Jay, ahead. James Robinson, one catch, seventeen, the longest play of the game. Best player on the best player on the offense. Tyron Johnson. Tyron Johnson, one catch, ten yards. Wasn't here when the season started. Dario Gumbawale, one catch, nine yards. <laughs> Back up. Go ahead, one, keep going. Tavon Austin, one catch, five yards. <laughs> Wasn't here when the season started. Luke Farrell, one catch, three yards. Rookie. That's I mean, it. here you go, Trevor. Here's your ball. Go make those guys make plays for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you wonder why they have no big plays in the passing game? I mean, seriously. It's amazing that he's even completing the passes he's completing, to be honest with you. What's going to happen when the Bills come to town next week? Number one defense in football. I'll tell you what, they didn't look very good on Sunday, though, against Miami for two and a half quarters. And they just looked like they were lethargic for two and a half quarters. Did not look good. So you think Miami's not a good team? You think the Jags can beat the Bills? Hell no. (laughs) You're not going to lock it, Pete? No, Tony's gonna lock it later in the show. <laughs> I am not. We gotta, we gotta wait, we gotta wait to the end of the show to lock it. Let me tell you one thing. For, let me guarantee. Let me lock one thing. Oh, I'm, lock, I'm gonna give gosh, you a lock right now. I can't wait. Here's the lock. The lock is this: <laughs> that I will not lock the Jaguars this oh, week. That's a lock. It's in the will vault. You, let's put it this way: Will you lock them again the rest of the season? Yes, I, I'm gonna put a lock out right now. We will beat the Texans at home. Lock it. <laughs> what week is that game? I don't know. Yeah, might, we're going to win. <laughs> they might have sold off their entire team by then. Wow. I don't, we'll, I mean, get this, we'll get this in the round of the league. How about all the weird trades? And yeah, a lot today? going on. Yeah. yeah. We had a lot I of injuries. Know, I know. But back to Trevor Lawrence. I, I, look, it's hard to really grade. And people are grading him around the league. Oh, he's not playing that well. He's not playing that well. How can you grade him on what he's playing with? I mean, I'm, I'm being dead serious. It's not fair to him. Now, he missed the Agnew throw. 
the one where he skipped it to him. Agnew stopped on the other one. You probably complete those two passes. But does that really change? the? Is that really any different than when you look at the numbers and how he played? No. It's hard to, it's hard to have success when you are limited in what you can do outside. Now, Aaron Rodgers didn't have Adams last week, and they ran the football, and they ran the ball, and they ran the football, and they played, and they hit a couple passes. But you can't, you can't ask quarterbacks, particularly a rookie, to elevate his game to raise those guys when they aren't helping him much. Is wide receiver the biggest position of need on this team, Pete? Yes. That's not even that's without hesitation. I think that's an yep. easy one. Yeah. Offense and defense, you say that is the biggest position of need. Correct. I mean, at every other position you have a guy moving forward that you can at least play with and be uh, that's you know what I mean, Shaq Griffin you can play with going forward. Um and the safeties you can play with Jenkins Jenkins, going yeah. forward. If he doesn't Miles, Miles Jack, Jack yeah. you can play with. Defensive line, you can play with Josh Allen. Yeah. Some of those interior guys. Although Roy Robertson Harris didn't have a good game yesterday. He, he struggled a little bit. But those guys, actually, you can play with those guys. Offensive line, I mean, Jawan Taylor, again, is, is something. He struggled. He, he might need to be replaced. I'm, I'm being dead serious. I don't know who you replace him with, but you might need to replace that, him. He's not the, playing uh, very well. Cam played well, though. Cam, Cam was solid. The, you know, and, you know, the other guys fought. They weren't great, but they fought. Can't, Jawan Taylor's a problem. How many times in a row did Carlos Dunlap get inside of him? Well, and Tony, he, you know tackle position better than I do. but Yeah, you don't get beat inside. But I'll tell you this. He is lucky. First of all, they picked up the flag, which was a hold, which would have been a safety. Oh, in the end zone. Yeah. yeah. And then the next play, when Carlos bat the, ball, bat the ball down, I don't know if you watch this, Pete, Jawan Taylor is bear-hugging him again. Yeah. Back-to-back plays, and somehow the official didn't call it. And then, and then there was the one there was one sequence where he went inside him on a play and near the end zone, and then he then he scrambled out and got outside. You remember that was that the third one? down play. He got beat again yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, how does it's not like Carlos Dunlap has been lighting it up this year. I mean, it, it, it just he's he's regressed, and that is an issue for that offense. Period. He is one of the biggest regressions I've seen from a guy from his rookie season until his third year. And so who does ultimately that blame on? Him. But why can't you get him better? Well, I mean, why is he not he better? May, maybe he doesn't want to get better. Maybe he's not doing the work because I look at Cam Robinson's better. He is better. You look at the rest of the offensive line, Ben Barch is way better than he was last year. Like Correct. night and day better. Norwell solid, Shatley solid. I mean, I'm not well, saying I mean, they played great yesterday. There, I'm, I'm not trying Play to say Richard? that, but I'm saying if you look at the overall Some body zero. of work, yeah, right. yeah. but Juwan is the outlier. So – I mean, I'm not sure that's on Warhop. I mean, he's got the rest of those guys no. playing pretty well. Can can do what do you do with him? Can you who would you put over there? Richardson? Richardson or Walker Little? I mean, I, I think I think he needs a game to sit down. That's that's me. That's what I would do. I would sit him down. And maybe maybe see what the other guy could do. And if the other guy does well, then he stays there. If he doesn't play well, then maybe you go back to Taylor and maybe it's a wake up call for him. Because hmm. he has been I mean He's been as bad as he as you can imagine a guy a good player being because I thought he was going to be good when he was, came into the league and after his rookie year didn't you think he'd be one of those guys that would show up every year and, and be a potential Pro Bowl player at right tackle I did yeah I thought he I, I mean based on his rookie year if he progressed from there I'm like this guy's going to be a ten year star at right tackle like a good one. 
So anyways, back to your question, Tony. Running back, you got James Robinson. Quarterback, you got Trevor Lawrence. So there it is. It's the one position with a guy you can't count on going forward. What about tight end? I think he could be. If you have wide receivers, I think he'd be okay as a pass-catching tight end. I think you get by. He's not a. He's not the all-around tight end you want to have. But as a pass catcher, if you have a number one and a number two receiver mm-hmm. who can do some things, I think you can get by with Arnold. Okay. Here's our offensive discussion. Hey, guess what? We're going to come back and flip it around to defense, Tony. I, I am only committed to talking about 11 players, not 12. Well, we'll, we'll get to choose which 11 of the 12 when we come back. Oh, How about that? Uh, plenty to get to. Second hour, we'll have your social media questions. Twitter was a buzz today. We'll go around the National Football League a little later as well. Check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. It's free on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. It's the craziest thing. We had our best two weeks of practice. Like, honestly, I could truly say that, and the coaches will probably say the same thing. Like, everybody was locked in. Guys were communicating. The energy was there defensively. We're talking. We, I mean, we, we did really, really well. It's just when we got in the game, okay, there's going to be fire drills sometimes, but we have to be able to, you know, weather the storm, and we just didn't do that today. That's Miles Jack, Jaguars linebacker yesterday in Seattle after the Jaguars lost to the Seahawks 31-7. Welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco. Your social questions coming up in the second hour. We'll go around the league a little bit later as well. I mean, Geno Smith had a, a, a literally a career day percentage-wise. 83% passing, the highest in his career. 20 of 24 in the game, 14 consecutive completions to start the game, the most to start a game in the NFL by any quarterback this season. And, you know, it was easy most times. Uh, Tyler Lockett all of a sudden had 13 targets, 12 catches, 142, the fifth best day in his career. I mean, you know, there was all this talk about the Jaguars' defense and adjustments in the secondary and the – the coverages and uh, it, it just didn't it didn't work out. Why? Um, you know that was the first win for Geno Smith since 2016. Yeah, I know that. I mean, if you if you'd have told me after what I saw the first two weeks he started after Russell Wilson and especially against now the Saints are a good defense. Don't get me wrong. That he would have 84% completion percentage and go start the game for 14 for 14. They'd score 24 points offensively, and then there's seven on the – which we have to get to at some point, <laughs> the onside kick. I've never seen anything. Yeah. I mean, again uh, – Urban, uh, Urban was asked about that today. We'll get to that. Yeah, let's get up. to that because yeah. that was another head scratcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Pete, I'm shocked that Geno Smith was that effective. Well, I mean, a lot of the times it was just little quick, easy throws. It wasn't like he made some big time throws, though. Well, he he made the throw. The touchdown to Lockett was a really nice throw. Well, the the corner to the corner to Lockett in double coverage, perfect throw along sideline. Yeah, that was another good throw. The back shoulder to DK Metcalf was a big time throw and catch. But like the touchdown to Lockett, once again, Campbell is there to turn around and make a play on the ball, and he doesn't make the play on the ball. He had a chance for a pick too. Start the second half. I mean, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, he's a rookie. They, look, they're they're not great in the secondary. It was Herndon was the one that got beat on the one play, right? The the, the corner wasn't yeah. he? It was yeah. Yeah. And, and they're not great in the secondary. I mean, that that much we know. And when you don't, when you combine it with not a great pass rush, because the pass rush was at times was okay. Not what it mattered though, Pete. Not yeah, not, it not in the game when the game was in doubt. No. Not what it mattered. Yeah. Well, they don't get any push in the middle. They get none in the middle. And that's a problem because then you can just step up and make a throw. It's it. Look, I did. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good pass defensive game. It really wasn't. They didn't. They they weren't good against the pass. And, and that's what happens when. Lockett, if you put Lockett and Metcalf with Lawrence and put the other guys with Geno, how bad would Geno look and how good would Trevor Lawrence look? I mean, that's, that's so what you got to ask. Like a, do we get, can we make that trade? <laughs> before Tuesday. <laughs> After Tuesday, no. Before tomorrow at 4, Tony, call him up. Call Pete Carroll up and see if he'll do Pete, the Pete, you want to do a trade? I got a trade for you, Pete. <laughs> um, but, I mean, isn't that a legitimate – if you put – if you could you imagine Metcalf and Lockett with Lock with uh, with Lawrence? I mean, my gosh. Hmm. Tony, you seem you're like you're at a loss for words. Today. Well, because it's not just this game. The past defense has been bad all year. All year. Go look at the numbers. All year. Coming into last, I mean, what was Gino uh, Gino's uh, quarterback rating coming out of the game? Coming out of the game? No, after just for the game. Sorry. Before the game. No, at, for the game. For the game we just played, oh, what was the stand by. Stand by. you got to give me a second here. Hang I mean, on. it should be right Jeez. there. I'm, I'm, i got to – yeah, I mean, geez. I mean, the interception in the middle of the field that he threw wasn't a good throw. Yeah, but he knew it. The, Caleb on chase was offside. He knew G- it. I know, Gino but was, still, uh, you throw, loft it over the top and it's a touchdown. Geno Smith yesterday, 128.3 rating. Okay, so going into the game, and let me – before I tell you – what the combined passer rating of all quarterbacks who played against the Jaguars going into the game. And let me list the quarterbacks that they had played. Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy. They played Tua. They did. They played uh, Aaron, uh, uh, not, no, Kyler Murray. Correct. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. They played Ryan Tannehill. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Okay. The combined quarterback rating for those guys. This is dramatic. Pre Geno Smith, 111. 111 combined (laughs) before Geno Smith. Now it's higher. Well, yeah. That's how math works. But think about that, Pete. Yeah, that's, I mean, it should never happen. It's, but Tony, they also put, here's the scary thing is they put a lot of capital into being better against the pass. A lot of it. Yes. Free agency right. free, dollars. Free, free agents free agency. Shaq no, but Griffin. they did here but I I just well listen, I think Shaq well, I think Shaq, uh Shaquille Griffin's a good player. Well to Pete's point. I, I do mean, too. They, they spent a lot of free agent hold on, Pete. They spent a lot of free agent money on Shaq Griffin, uh Roy Robertson Harris up front. Uh, they brought in but Malcolm. But he's not a, he's not a just, pass rusher. I'm just telling you what they did in free agency on defense. Malcolm Brown they traded for officially. Then in the draft, they go get Tyson Campbell. They bring in Rayshon Jenkins also in free agency on the back end. It's a lot, and I'm, I'm missing did, some pieces to this. That's a lot nothing, for, for this result. They did nothing to the area that is most important of impacting the passing game, and that's rushing the passer. Okay, but a year before, they that regime used a top-20 pick on a guy. Okay. I'm talking. I'm not talking about Dave Caldwell. 
I'm talking about well, Urban Meyer when he came in. Drafted, they they brought in the kid from the Ward from Baltimore. Jihad Ward. That's He's right. He's not a pass rusher, Pete. He's more of a grind. I mean, you're talking about a, a, a put your hand on the ground and go up the field and sack the okay. quarterback up. I'll, I'll back up. Okay, was this pass rush good last year? No. No. Okay. You get Josh Allen back after a bad half year. Hopefully mm-hmm. he's going to – okay. Pete, after free agency in the draft, did you think that this would be a good pass rushing group? There was only one way it could be a good pass rushing group. And what's that? If if Caleb on Chase on – Okay, I, I didn't say what could be. I'm saying, did oh. you think they would be a good pass rushing group? Um, I thought they'd be better than they are. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I did not. You thought it was so going to be like you, this. So going into the season, you were 100% convinced that Chason couldn't rush the passer. I, I did not think he was a pass rusher. I, I did not. I thought Chason was a six, six sack guy, eight on a high end. And they take six right now. Well, I know that, but I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I, I, had, I had Captain Sunshine glasses on. Mm-hmm. Now, I <laughs> did, did think that I thought Josh Allen would be a 12-plus sack guy. And what does he have right now? Because he got four, four and a half. yesterday. Four and a half. Yeah. Okay, and how many? two of them, well, they, one of them came really late in the game. Yes. They were not impactful. One was impactful, no. could have been impactful. The last one was not. It's not a good pass rushing team. When you can't rush the passer, it bleeds into the secondary. Can't rush, the, big, the best way to make your secondary better is rush the passer. That's just a fact. And I think Shaquille Griffin's a good player. I think Rayshon Jenkins is a good player. But you lost your first top 10 pick from a year ago. He's not there. Trey Herndon has a bad knee. He can't, and he's not super fast before he had the bad knee. Tyson Campbell struggles right now as a rookie with, you know, ball awareness. I mean, I mean, it got they just, they brought Rudy Ford, who they brought in as a special teams guy, started at nickel yesterday. Yeah, he was on the field a lot. Wasn't he? How many snaps did he play? He started at nickel. I know, and he's a he's not a nickel. Well, he is now. I know, but that's what I'm saying. They're forced to be forced to play him at nickel. He's not a nickel. He came Pete. in as a special team safety. Pete, I know what he came Rudy, in. Do. I'm just Rudy telling, Ford? Yeah, Rudy Ford. Yeah. I'm just telling you what he played. I yesterday. get it. Well, yeah, they he, played, told you he played 36 of the 57 defensive snaps yesterday. That's incredible. So, I mean, I guess my point, what did you expect? Like, if you, if you, can't, if you can't rush the passer, it's hard to – unless you just have locked down guys all over the place. What do you think of their run defense? Didn't have to really worry about it yesterday. Well, early the first half when it mattered, it wasn't good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, right now they have a, they spend a lot of money and 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 capital on that side of the ball, and it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not working. Didn't you think getting, you have Hamilton coming back, you sign the big guy, you trade for Brown, the big guys will stop the run, Jack will be free and loose. Wilson's a run thumper. You stop the run, and that'll help your pass rush, and therefore you you know put him in third and long situations, and that's how you improve the pass rush. That hasn't happened. Well, I will give – I mean, for the most part this year, the Jags' rush defense has been pretty good. They're 14th per game in the league, third per play in the league against the run. Because everyone throws. Correct. I'm just telling you stats. <laughs> just, just trying to be – you know, just letting you know. 
How many rushes against do they have, JP? I don't know that. It's probably more, it's significantly more passes. Oh, yeah, it's got to be, right? Well, double? No, because teams get big we'll leads. So then they can and they'll run, run the ball late. Yeah. Oh, uh, total rushes against the, uh, yeah, 200, 204 rushes. And then, uh, let's see here. Uh, passes, 168 completions. How many, well, how many passes? 227 attempts. So, yeah, so, so it's close. Not, they run when they get the yeah. lead. That's what they do. I love to say. I got to find the first out, I mean, first quarter break. I got to find the first quarter breakdown. I bet it's significantly different. Probably so. Hey, let's take a you time go, out. Go do that deep dive. Peter. Yeah, That's do the deep dive out. during the break. We'll come back. We'll get the result of that, and then we'll also talk about the end of game situation. Uh, are we really? Well, you said you wanted to. Okay, let's do it. We can skip it if you no, want. No, let's do it. Let's do it. It was an onside kick return yeah, for a yeah, touchdown. Let's, let's do it. Let's I mean, you it. were there. You saw it. I saw it. We heard it. We're going to talk about it when we come back. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. All Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Welcome back. It is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Frisco, recapping a 31-7 loss for the Jaguars in Seattle. The Jags are now one and six. They're in third place in the AFC South. I'm just, got, I, I'm just telling that, you, they have that going for. We them. got that going for us, which is nice. You know, what we haven't done this year's power rankings. I don't want to go South there. Power rankings. <laughs> where would you where would you have him, Tony? Third? Yeah. You know who I might put first right now? Who? Colts. No Derrick Henry. That, t- that Titans mm. team changes. Yeah, but look how many games ahead they are. They're four yeah, games they're... ahead in the standings. That's okay. We got 10 left. You you think the Colts are going to catch them? They already lost one to them. They lost two to them. Twice. They lost, they lost both already. Yeah. That's right. That's Pay attention. Right. Yeah. They're um, done. They're done. The division. I don't over. know. I mean, but is is Derrick Henry out for the year? Because I heard one report he's out for the year, and then Vrabel said he might come back by then. I saw six to ten weeks is what I read. Yeah, well, he's but that's not. A, he, he's like like that's he's a, jo- a cyborg. A not, he's not human. He'll be back in a week. No, well, he played with a <laughs> damn injury yesterday. He hurt it in the second quarter or something. and kept playing. The guy's amazing. How many yards did he have on that busted foot? Not many though. They did, they held him down pretty good yesterday. Yeah, he didn't. Hey, I had a quiet day. Tony, but that's a Jones injury. That that he ain't coming back from that this year. It's a what injury? The Jones bone or whatever they isn't that what it is? The the the, the Jones isn't that? I a, don't know. A, yeah, I don't think he's coming back from that. Well, they got Adrian Peterson. They'll be rolling. <laughs> that's Pete's I mean, favorite. I, I sent out a tweet. I sent out a tweet <laughs> saying, "Why didn't they sign Eric Dickerson?" I mean, come on. Wow. <laughs> You, you also said earlier in the day there's, like, young running backs everywhere, right? I mean. Well, there are. I mean, and I, and I use this as a point. The kid from Cleveland, Deirdre Johnson, went in last week and played and ran and looked great. And granted, they have a good offensive line. Would the, would the Titans take Deirdre Johnson right now as their running back? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Well, there's got to be guys like him on all, all over these rosters that aren't playing. You find one and you 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 fit him in. 
I'm not getting an old guy. That's the last position. Look at look at Le'Veon Bell in Baltimore. It takes him an hour and a half to get to the line of scrimmage. You want that? I don't want that. I want fast. <laughs> I can listen to Pete talk about running backs all day long. It's a beautiful thing. So let's go to the end of the game. Yeah, so it's all right. It's a three-score game, 24 nothing. Jags score a touchdown. Um, okay, you're gonna go for two and make it a, and make Number it a 16 one, point. You game. have to go for two there. They kick the extra point. It's still a 17 point game. That's three possessions. Okay, then if you as soon as you kick that extra point, you kick it deep. The game's over. You're just giving up, Urban, which, which, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I, I had me too, and I also had a problem with putting the quarterback back in with a minute left in the game to let him take some more shots. That was dumb. Well, that's what Urban said today. He wanted. Another possession on offense well, after kick the onside the, kick. Go, I'm just for telling you what he said today. Why did he want another possession on offense? So his quarterback can get beat up again? Yeah, These I mean, NFL I... teams, sometimes I don't get it. I really don't. What are you doing? What, what What's the point? Get, get some good work in? Well, he could have had a much more work in training camp if they had given it to him. I mean, that's, why would you want him point. to be subject to more shots? Get him off the field. He's well, your franchise. He was hit seven times officially yesterday, and fifty-four passing attempts. That's a lot. The the bigger issue I have is if you kick the field goal, then kick it deep. It's over. If you want to like act like you're still trying to win the game, go for two and then kick the onside. How much time was left when they scored that last touchdown? Under under two minutes. Yeah, it was late. Yeah, just don't kick. Go for two. You don't make it. You don't make it. Don't the onside kick. You're not winning anyways. Yeah, one forty-nine to play. No, I. I yeah. uh, when they kicked the onside kick, I was like, "Yeah, what are you what, doing? What are we doing?" And they took and, it back to the house. Back when, for a touchdown. Of course they did. And then they rip it for the touchdown, and you get the ball back, and you put your first team offense back in again. That's not that's not smart. That's not and and, and, and I'm not going to say it's it's just him. A lot of teams do that. Get your quarterback the hell out of there. He's your franchise. You don't need to have him out there. Subject him to more hits, and he took some more when he was back out there. Dumb. So, we got that going for us, uh, which happened at the end of the game yesterday. Jaguars fall in week number eight to the it, Seattle does, Seahawks. Is it just me or – again, uh-huh. it's not going to decide the game. Doesn't it just come across as not being like thinking ahead and being organized when you do that? Or am I just overblowing this? That's how it no, came you're across. Not, you're not overblowing. When I was watching the game, that's how it came we across. We all thought about it in here as well. As well. Yeah. yeah, you're not overblowing. It's bad situational coaching, period. Tony's about had enough of this hour, I think. <laughs> he fall asleep. <laughs> oh, I'm about to fall asleep. I can, I can fall asleep on this microphone right now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a better second hour that way, Pete. We're back in a moment. Another hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. Your social media questions will go around the league as well. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. Just disappointed. Obviously, we've got to play better. We've got to prepare better. And, and um, I didn't see that coming. I saw a good week of practice, and guys freshened up from a bye week. And we got down 14 nothing, and we got out of a. You know, we're, we're not built to just be a throw team, and we got out of the run game, and and uh, and then the penalties were nonsense. You know, we just I don't know if it was noise or what was the problem, but uh, we just got to get that corrected. 
Welcome back. It's the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli recapping a Seahawks win over the Jaguars 31-7. The Jags offense struggled to move the ball all day, certainly in the first half. No plays over 20 yards in the entire game. The longest play was 17 yards, and it was a catch and run by James Robinson before he left the game with injury. The Jaguars defense let Geno Smith throw for a career-best completion percentage 83%, 20 of 24, including his first 14 passes of the game, all complete. Tyler Lockett had a big yardage day. No pass rush when it mattered. Coverage issues again on the back end. Discipline, lack of communication issues from week one popped up again. 12 men on the field once, nearly a second one in a row before the next snap. They had a taunting penalty, delay of game calls on offense. Just an all-around bad look in the first half, uh, really, for this Jags team. The Jags are now 0-4 all-time in Seattle. They've been outscored in those games all-time 141-39. to And the Jaguars are now 1-6, and here come the AFC East-leading Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen at quarterback with the top-scoring offense in football and the number one-ranked defense in the National Football League coming in for the Bills. They lead the league in takeaways. That's a great combination. I just get jacked up hearing that little rundown you just did. You know what? You know what's funny when you hear all the backdrop of how great the team has been in Seattle and this and this and this and Tony locked it. <laughs> Lock. I mean, like can't unlock that one. No. Vaulted that it's one. Vaulted. Um, and by the way, you you weren't one hundred percent accurate. They were. Uh, they had twelve men on the field, back to back plays, not just once. Correct. They called. They called out. the timeout. Nearly a second one is how I said it. But yes. I mean. Inexcusable. Yeah. And you got the Bills coming to town this week, Pete, who are really good. I mean, really good. They're really good. And they didn't play great last week, but, I mean, they, this is what good teams do. You don't play well and still win by two two or three scores. Correct. Mm. And, 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 look, I think they're the best team in the AFC. I, th- I think they lost that game at Buffalo. That You know, the play at the end of the game was – Debatable what you should have done there. The quarterback sneak was not a good call, probably. But in the first week, Pittsburgh got him. They had a great scheme against him, and it bothered him. But they're the best team. They, When you look at it from an offensive standpoint, they can run the ball when they need to. They're not a great running team, but they can run it. Allen can run it. They can throw it. You know, Diggs hasn't even had a good year this year for him. He's been a little bit of a disappointment. I uh, caught a touchdown pass yesterday, but he's been a little bit of a disappointment. And then defensively, they, they're they so much better than they were a year ago. That's the biggest difference in that team. And you, So you think they're the best team in the AFC? I do. I mean, who who else could it be? It's a good before, one. Uh, before Derrick Henry got hurt, I would say Titans right there. Yeah, and but Buffalo probably should have beat them at their place, and that was in primetime game. Um, but they I, I think they're the better. They didn't. I know. I think they're the better. Well, the Jets beat the Titans too, so I mean, we can play that game all you want. Yeah, but usually when it's head to head, that pretty much means something. Okay, well, would Buffalo have beat them if they played them in Buffalo? I mean, it, were, it was nah, a home I'm, game for Tennessee. Not. Yeah, Buffalo's better. You you think Buffalo's better than Tennessee right now? Yeah, because there's no Derrick Henry. Even with Derrick Henry, you think Buffalo's better than Tennessee. Stop it. Uh, I don't know. I like Tennessee. They're tough. Mm. They are tough. Mm-hmm. That's a tough team. But, yeah, but, I mean, Buffalo scares you because, I mean, they have the quarterback, they got good weapons, good defense. 
Uh, I mean, who is, the best team in the, who is the best team? They're the best team in the AFC. Who else can you make a claim for? Vegas, Vegas, five we'll, and two. We'll we'll find more out about Vegas um, this week. You got uh, Baltimore's five and two in the AFC North. Cincinnati's five and three. They lost. Vegas has Vegas has the Chiefs next week. Yeah, but and, and we'll see. We'll see how they are. But but again, that's it. Buffalo, to me, Buffalo's the best team in the AFC. But any uh, look. Look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's rallied around a little bit. Cleveland's been a major disappointment. The Cleveland's in last place in their division. Think yes. about that for a second. What about Cincinnati losing to the Jets this week? Yeah, that was – I think they got caught in the classic sandwich game and it got away from them too soon because they play Cleveland this week. Ball Off Baltimore, playing the Jets on the road, Cleveland next week. Sandwich game, and they looked up and they were, oh, my gosh, we can't get out from underneath this, and they didn't. Yeah, that one shocked me. <laughs> Mike White throws for 400 yards. 405. <laughs> 405, three touchdowns. Up, and he was good. He was good. He's a Florida kid. He's from down here. So down, he went to, he's from Fort Lauderdale. He's a, he, I liked him coming out. He was smart. Oh, sure you did. Now you did. No. <laughs> I promise you. you <laughs> I knew it all like, along. I knew all along. I had him as a <laughs> so first rounder. If I, was, if, I, if, I, if I was a GM, I would have picked I Mike White. Up better than, he was on my better than team. The guys Better than, yep, yeah, sure he was, Pete. <laughs> You just put him up. Well, you, know, you just edited the website. Put him up I today. Can't edit, I can't edit anything uh, on there. It's there forever. Believe me, there's a lot on there that I don't want on there. I'm uh, doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the Jets indie game this week up in Indy. You are. Yeah. Oh, that's the uh, Thursday night game. You seem excited and, about that, Tony. <laughs> with the your big yawn there. Well, I've slapped JP. <laughs> T- Tony, if Mike White plays well on Thursday night, they got a quarterback controversy. No, they don't. You say, I mean, you have a rookie who's not playing well. Just stay with Mike White. That's what I would do. Let, the young, let the young kid figure it out. Hot hand. Go for it. I don't. I don't. I mean, early, I haven't watched the tape yet, but I think I think Derrick Henry being hurt gives that indie team some life that they think they can go run down t- Tennessee. Hmm. So there's ten. I mean, think about it. There's ten games left, right? Ten. So they, but they're four behind. Right. So they need to go. If they go eight and two, and they got the Jags twice, they got Houston a couple times. So say they go eight and two, yeah, but, the, but the Titans have the Houston twice and the Jaguars. I know. Let's say they go eight and two. Okay. And the Titans, you don't think the Titans can go four and six over ten games with no Derrick Henry? I do. Read the schedules, and we'll talk. We'll, because this is in lieu of our uh, power rankings. Well, they, they have uh, they have tennis. Uh, hold on, Kansas hold on. City coming up. Let's start. What, which team are we starting with here? I'll go through them. Uh, start with the the uh, uh, Titans. The Tennessee Titans coming up on the schedule. They have the L.A. Rams in L.A. this week. Loss. Home against the Saints. Loss. Home against the Texans. Win at the Patriots. Ooh, tough game. And tough a bye game. week. I, I say they're two and three. I mean, two, uh, uh, one and two. And uh, two. One and two. There, so two and two. There's four games there, so two and two. All All right. Right. Okay, there's one and three games. then. I'm right. one and three. All right, that's going into a bye week. You want the rest of it? Yeah, one and three okay. going by. Home against the Jags. I'm gonna give win. win. You're going to win? Uh, they're going to win that one? Yeah. Okay. okay two uh, and three. I'm just, for the record, they're going to win. They're going to beat the Jags. I'm just saying for this okay. exercise. All right, at the Steelers. Loss. Loss. Versus the 49ers at home. Two and win. four, three and four. I'll give them a win. Home Dolphins. Win. Ro- road Texans. Win. Five and four. They're in. The division's uh, over. They're in That's five and there. four. 
What is the no. earliest all time that a division has been clinched? By the way, well, it's not going to happen this year because I'm telling you, the I mean, the Titans have issues. That whole offense, that whole team runs through Derrick Henry. Okay, but we just went through it. You think they have a legitimate chance to win five games, and they might win. Worst case scenario, they win four. So if they win four games, that means that Colts got to go eight and two. Let's see what the Colts schedule is. Eight and two. They're not the going eight and two. Indianapolis Colts coming up from Lucas not Oil Stadium. They host the Jets. Win. Host the Jaguars. Win. Win. At the Bills. Loss. Loss. Host the Buccaneers. Loss. Loss. At the Texans. Win. Win. Bye week. Win. Versus the Patriots. Win. At the Cardinals. Win. Loss. Home against the <laughs> home, <laughs> home against the Raiders. Huh? Oh my God. Home against the Raiders. Maybe All right, they so and Titans, then at the Jaguars. The Titans are the AFC champs. It's not, I mean, right. Tony. Tony's going to amend his Colts. Are going to run the table uh, so, and get win the division. Safe to say, we don't have to go through the Houston or Jaguars. No, I don't no, think so. no. Well, you know what. If we ran the table, we'd be eleven and six. If if you run math. if if they run the table, it'd be one of the greatest miracles in the it, no. I'm going to say it would be the biggest miracle in the history of sports. Well, do you believe in miracles, Pete? No. Oh. <laughs> Are we playing the USSR? <laughs> well, for if you're if you're a Jag fan, that's actually. Dave Wydell stole that line on the after the on the field after after the Broncos. We beat the Broncos. He came to the really stadium. Really dug deep for that one. And he and he goes, Jacksonville, do you believe in miracles? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, isn't that the U.S. hockey saying? <laughs> Al Michaels yeah. has that copyrighted or something. I don't know if he does. And, and here's the other question: Why did they give him the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> it's above my pay grade. Yeah. Wow. All right, so. Let's look ahead here. What is the plan for the Jags offense against the top defense in football this week? How do you go beat them? Well, How first do you of all, have success? You get James Robinson treatment and just hope against all hope that he can play. What if look at play this scenario if he's not there? There's not a good scenario to play. Carlos Hyde, they believe in Carlos Hyde, okay. according to Urban. Great. Just telling you. Go look at the production between Carlos Hyde and James Robinson. Is it the same? Nope. Okay, you were one in five with that production. You're going to take that production off? You have one of the lower scoring offenses in the in the NFL. You're playing against the top offense in the NFL. What did the, you need everything you got, JP? Mm-hmm. What did the backup average per carry when he came in? The backup to the backup. Ogunbowale. Yeah. He only touched the ball twice for nine yards, so four and a half. He he also was wide open on a pass in the middle of the field, and he didn't throw it to him. Would have been a touchdown. Hmm. Would have been a walk-in. He had his hand up. I don't know if you remember that, Tony. Do you remember that play? He was wide open. Well, he didn't but, see him. But Carlos Hyde doesn't scare anybody running the football. Well, you're going to have to be. It's a problem. Mean, it's a problem this week. If they don't it's have a problem. Robinson, you know how you beat him? This is how you beat. This is how you beat. The Bills this weekend. I'm going to give you a recipe right now. I'm going to oh, give you the wait. formula. Wow. Tell the me. equation. Tell me. You got to be uh, plus three in turnovers. Okay. You need a special uh, – and you need a special team or defensive score. You win. 
Yeah, because they've uh, they've taken the ball away so much this year. Yeah, that they've, you can they've, plus that's three. more than they've done all season. They've <laughs> had two <laughs> takeaways all year. I just gave you the equation. <laughs> the, you know what they would say in baseball, JP? They're due. <laughs> yeah. That they will are. They get, will they get three more the rest of the season? <laughs> He's getting them three in one game yeah, against I, the Bills. I, well, I just said, no, I didn't say it was going to happen. I said, that's the, that's the formula for victory. Three turnovers, score in a non-traditional way. Every other team in the league at least has five takeaways. And we have two? Two. So we're due. That's, what's five minus two? Three. I nailed it. Thank you. you. Look, they're not winning this week. All they can do is hope to stay close. They're not winning. I mean, being not. a 14 home dog, that's hard to do in the NFL. Well, the Jets were on Sunday. And they, and they won. They were 14 home dogs? Bigger. They, no. they won the game, Tony. Yeah, they were 15, Tony. Never say never, Tony. I'm not saying never. I'm just saying it's a big number. Okay. Pete, Pete said okay. never. Okay, but Buffalo is better than Cincinnati. You would say that. I think we already went through that, right? They're the best right. team in the Buffalo's AFC. Buffalo is better than Cincinnati. So yeah, right. 14 is – they're not beating Buffalo. They're not. Oh, this is a real happy start to the second hour, I must say. We'll, we'll, well come back. What, you want us to be? Want us to be all Captain Sunshine? We're well, going to no. be realists. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to come back and we're going to keep it real, Pete. Keep That's it real. Coming up with Robert Mondavi. Give me some wine. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, wasn't it? It's really good. Thank you. It's almost like you got your care package already. I haven't. We're back in a moment. We'll keep it real on the defensive side of the football. Your social questions coming up. Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. Hi, I'm... Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday afternoon, heading into Week 9, recapping Week 8. The Jags lost to the Seattle Seahawks 31-7. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco, and it's time now for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. I'm waiting for my red. I like a good cab, Mr. Mondavi. Listen, Bob... He's yeah, Bobby, cab. come on, send us something, Bob. Here's a defensive conversation. First off, okay, Coach Pete Prisco. Oh gosh, how do you fix disaster? The commu- how do you fix the communication issues on defense? I mean, you just practice it and make sure the guys know what they're doing. You rep it, Tony. How much is the coach is responsible for that, and which one is it respo- who, who is responsible for it? The- I mean, hopefully it, it, it bubbles up to the defensive coordinator. That's, but, I, again, like if he calls a defense. Well, if he calls a defense, is like we're, I mean, there's a front, there's a to, coverage. The DB right. coach should be sending in the right people for the defense backs. Three DB coaches. Well, that's – I mean, I'm not going to get there. I'm just telling you. Your D-line just one. coach sends the front end. I'm based on the rotation, and you're – you got your linebacker coaches. Send them you, in. You're right. Your three DB three DB coaches. You have a corner coach, right? Uh, yep. A safe and what? A safety coach. And, a, and then what's the other one? A nickel, nickel coach. Nickel coach. Nickel coach. That's right. Okay. Well, maybe the nickel said we're going to nickel, and the corner coach said we're 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 in our base. I mean, there's part probably some of the problem is the communication. 
So ultimately, yeah, it falls on it falls on it falls on the coaches. That's staff. deep insight. Part of the problem is communication. Yeah, when you well, have back to back twelve be, guys on the field, Pete, that's communication. Well, you and it's knowing your job. How about this? You've Do seen, your seen, job, Pete. You've seen morons stay on the field and get caught in a twelve man. That's not communication. That's just an idiot being an idiot. You guys well, won a it, playoff game because a guy couldn't get off the field. Remember? No, that was not. But that was being lazy. <laughs> What game was this, Pete? Just a remi- reminder. Against okay. the Broncos, they were du- they were Gerald- reeling, and 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 he couldn't get Michael. Who was it? Michael Dean Perry couldn't get yeah. off the field, wasn't it? it? It was Gerald Perry. Was it Michael Dean Perry? Yeah, it was Michael, it was Michael Dean. Perry. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't get off the field. Well, he could get off the field. He just walked, and we snapped the ball, and got the ball back. That's what we do. Mm. And then he didn't punt ever again. <laughs> Never punted <laughs> again. No, um, amazing. But the, uh, the players are responsible, but ultimately it's at the it goes to the coaching staff. Well, no, it start, it's, everyone's responsible. It starts with the coaches of having a plan and communicating the plan and repping the plan and telling people where to line up and who's on what. And then it's the players to study your playbook, understand the situational football. If they call one nickel, are you in or not? If you go out there and there's someone else sitting there playing nickel, maybe you should say something. If you go so out there and you're the, the one nickel man? and you see the Sam linebacker out there, tell him to get off. Who was the 12th was, guy? I have no idea. I, well, it was twice. Which one? Did they switch the after the first oh, one? Oh, yeah. And, go watch. There's like people like guys moving. coming on and off. Sometimes okay. we have like a hockey line. There's like, <laughs> like 10 guys going off and like 10 guys going on. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Too many men on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> the third line of the Jaguars defense. Like it's uh, just like they rotate guys gosh. all over the place. Uh, it's not communication. It's communication. Starts with the coaches. It goes to the players. Do your dang job. But who teach it right? Make it simple. The make it clear. It make it the, concise. Or the and coach. Here, what Pete? What players or coaches more responsible? I say coaches. I I say all of the above. C. If yeah, A's coaches, coaches, B's players, I go C. All of the above, and because everybody, a couple things. So. Either they're doing too much. Because the other thing, like, I don't know if you could tell uh, on the tape, Pete, or on the TV copy, or if you notice, JP, like, multiple times, there's guys, like, throwing their hands in the air, pointing in different directions, who has who, trying to get lined up. Like, yes. it's like, what are we doing? And so, yes. either they got too much stuff in, and guys don't understand it, or the guys aren't studying, or it's not being communicated properly, but go figure out why you can't get lined up. And then when it comes to, Who's on the field? Situational football. One nickel. Okay, go out. You got one nickel. If you're not, sit on the bench. If the you know someone's hurt on one nickel, you're the next guy up. Like no, just communicate. And when you get out there, and Miles said at the top of the show, like, hey, I'm in the game. We play the same position, so one of us needs to get off the field. Coach just sent me in. You leave. I go back to my example. If I'm playing left tackle and another left tackle comes up and lines up next to me, I'm asking the question, what are you doing out here? (laughs) We're not in Canada. This is not Canada. Not 12 men on the field. We play American football, not Canadian football. But was it a case of a a cornerback going in? I got to go back and watch it. Was it a case of a cornerback going in? And there were too many corners on the field, or was the was the Sam linebacker supposed to get off? I don't know, Pete. But that's not. You should know that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, that's why I put it at the, I put it at the responsibility of the coaching staff. When well, doubt, what's wrong out here? We come, have eighteen defensive linemen on the field. Maybe some of you should leave. Everybody comes. It all comes back to the coaching staff. 
Always does. It's not just the coaches. It's the players, too. It's both. Because if the coach calls one nickel and you go out there and you're not on one nickel, it's your fault. Or if you go out there and you're on one nickel and the two nickels out there, have a conversation. You know you're well, allowed uh, to talk. You can actually say, well, you, hey, JP. Hey, Tony. Um, you're a nickel. I'm I a am. nickel. You are. We only have one yeah, nickel if, on the if field. If you're practicing and, and, and the one nickel is called and some idiot gets out on the field and you have 12 on the field, don't you coach that the hell out of them then? Because Yes, but the before. players have to study their stuff, Pete. Yeah, I, I agree, but it's ultimately everything is responsible. No, ultimately it's on all of them. It's on the coaches. It's down. called accountability. There you have it. Keeping it real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Keep it. I'm just keeping it real. Open up a winner today. Real yeah, I hope it's a red. Real ingredients. A cab. A strong California cab. Award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. A big bold cab. If you got a case, you'd give them out for Christmas. No, I wouldn't. Right now, I'd drink it all. <laughs> Social media questions. That'll cheer everybody up. When we come back, this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday afternoon. And if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. No wonder it's the official truck of the NFL and proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco. A little breaking news. The Jaguars have claimed running back Divino Zigbo off waivers from New Orleans. The team announced, oh, just uh, about two minutes ago. So that's uh, James Robinson, of course, banged up a little bit. We'll see day-to-day on that. Ozigbo was here, of course, the last couple of years. Well, they have roster spots. They didn't even have they've to got cut. room. They yeah. didn't cut anybody. So there you go. They've uh, added a running back. Uh, let's get to social questions because that will cheer everybody Let's go up. social. Let's get social. We put out the bat signal earlier in the day. Here are the best that we've come up with today. This is at Kaniac Jag. How does this team manage to look less prepared than they did against the Texans? And why are the Jags still having too many men penalties nearly halfway through the season? Please make it make sense. You know it's crazy? <laughs> A lot of things. What, what, what two games did this team look the worst? The time they had the most time to prepare. <laughs> what, what game did they look the best? Uh, the short week. <laughs> short week. <laughs> in, in Cincinnati. So maybe we should right. play like every four days. Like we should go Sunday Thursday, Monday, Sunday, Monday, oh, yeah. Thursday. Let's go. Right. We go Sunday, Thursday, Monday, Friday, um, Wednesday, Saturday. <laughs> just every four days. We should just play. I think we'll be better. You know what's amazing about that is when Urban had a lot of time to prepare in college, like he usually did a pretty good job, right? I mean, when he had those bowl games and and time off, he and, and okay, but he had the better team half the time. Let's say, too. yeah, let's go. Four and five See, stars all over the field. <laughs> I mean, oh, look who's look who's talking. I'm just saying, <laughs> he did. That's what he had. Fair. Uh, I didn't see Arizona State in those games. Uh, here's question number two. Nor will you on social media at Mark Law zero one one three? Instead of complaints from fans on the negative, let's hear the top four things Tony and Pete would do if they were the owner or general manager. Pete, go ahead. Uh, I'd consider. 
a coaching change after the season? Come on. Wow. Too early for that. I would consider an offensive coordinator change if I kept my coach. Here we go. We're firing people. Wow. Left and right. It's week nine. I would I would uh, find some speed on the outside. That should be number one. I would get I would get uh, a defensive pass rusher somehow, some way, somewhere. That should be number For, two. Those are four. I guess gave you four, but two of them could be consolidated. Number number four would be I'd find a tight end of uh, uh, another tight end of some sort. Help the quarterback. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break mine up down to some owner if I was owner and some if I was GM. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Okay. So first thing I do. Owner first. Yeah. Okay. I go hang out on that sweet boat and just cruise around the Mediterranean and watch the game from there. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's the first thing I would do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Try and put your misery. Try and put your misery behind you. I get just it. Just go hang out on the boat and say, you know what? We might not be very good, but I got this sweet boat. <laughs> Marseille sounds nice right now. <laughs> That's the first thing I would do right now. Next. Uh, the second thing is, um, I would do. I would go. I would be uh, in all seriousness. Actually, I'm pretty serious about that too. Um, I would evaluate the roster and with through one lens and one lens only. What do I need to do to help my quarterback have success? And that is start by get, finding speed and playmakers outside. Number two thing, I go figure out how I can impact the passer by rushing the passer. Mm -hmm. Number three, mm -hmm. I would repeat number two. Number four, I'd repeat number three. So pass rush three times in a row? No. Well, so, no, I, I, I repeat. I, so number two, okay, one was. <laughs> quarterback speed. speed outside. Help okay, the playmaker. Quarterback speed. Two was pass rush. Two was pass rush. Three was repeat two. No, three was repeat one. That's not what you said. Okay, sorry. All right, thank you. And four was repeat two. So and then, just, and then overall, just bring the entire, repeat, bring the entire uh, coaching staff I repeat hanging on back. the boat like, every day. What was uh, that, Pete? Just bring the, bring the entire coaching staff back. Same offensive system, just status quo. It's because it's worked so well. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't think firing coaches is the answer like you do, Pete. Like, you, got, you, got, you, you can't I, start firing guys after eight or nine game, weeks. It's like, two, come on, man. I didn't say I was firing. You, you just said season. it. You after literally said it. Do you like, do Your you number say, one thing was that. Your Pete, number you, two thing was that. No, do you say stuff one, and then forget what you said 30 no, seconds later? My number one so, thing was we need I to get you help. Firing them after the I'd consider a coaching change after the season. That's exactly what I said. Number two, I would and if I don't make a coaching change after the season, I would make a coordinator change after the season. So you're firing coaches. I would consider it. Let's see how it plays <laughs> out. That's you said. I didn't say I would Listen, fire him. I'm definitely fire a mind. guy after. I would hang on the boat. I get speed on offense. I get pass rushers. That's what I do. They can make coaches better. Uh, we agree. We agree on those two things from a from a football standpoint. One hundred percent. Exactly. Speed and pass rushers. The problem is, where do you get it? Draft. You get a draft. Ultimately. I mean, you're not going to get dominant pass rushers in the draft in free agency. No, the only way you can get a dominant pass rusher, the, the dominant pass rusher, is keep losing and hope you have the worst record in the league. Or trade like the Rams just did. Or, but that's not true because I mean, Aaron Donald was the tenth overall pick or ninth overall. No, I'm pick. saying if you want if you want the kid from Oregon, you know he's going to be he's oh. going to be it. You so. got to go get the right guys. I mean, okay, who are the best pass rushers in the NFL right now? 
Chandler Jones. Right. I'm not. I'm not this is no order. I'm just Miles Garrett. Okay. Miles okay. Garrett. Okay. Chandler Jones was he? A, he was a mid round pick, right? No. I mean mid first. And then you got you got uh, T.J. Watt, mid first round pick. J.J. Watt. Right. I mean he's not anymore, but he was the tenth pick. Aaron Donald, like ninth or tenth pick. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, okay. number one overall. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. I'm not saying – but my, my point is you can go find good pass rushers. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, very high. Uh, Joey, Joey Bosa, Bosa, very, very high. high. Um, Daniel think. Hunter, later. Huh? Daniel Hunter, good Daniel pass Hunter, he's not, he wasn't very high. Oh, no. Max Crosby, he can rush the passer. Right. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett, he can rush the passer. JPP, he can rush the passer. Like, you got to go find those guys who can rush the passer. And you don't but, need, like, the dominant guy. Go get, like, like go get, like, remember when the uh, Patriots were really good, when the, the one of the best defenses? They didn't have that one guy who had 15 sacks. They had, like, six guys that all had eight sacks. Yeah, but, well, they, they also were the best scheming up defenses in the league, too. We'll work on that too. Then well, this was <laughs> quite a quite a question and answer session on that one. Now let's go to the next question on social media today. This is from at Sooner OSCS. What is the line in the sand that needs to be crossed before this team and staff are held accountable for their performance? Hold on, let me and let me finish the question. I know I'm not in the building, but I've heard other experts, quote unquote, question accountability as well. Well, I don't know if there's accountability or not. I'm not here enough, so I'm not going to comment on things when I'm not around. But the line in the sand was passed a while ago. When you're the head coach, you're accountable day one. When you're a player, you're accountable every single day you show up. You paid to win football games. You don't win, there's accountability. You don't do your job, there's accountability. You have 12 men on the field, accountability. You have false starts, accountability. You do, do dumb stuff on and off the field, accountability. The line's been crossed. It starts day one. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. And and if you don't have if you have a bad rest of the season, there should be changes. <laughs> Pete's already firing people. I love it. No, I'm not. I'm not firing the head coach. Yeah, I'm are. just saying he better prove he better prove in the next ten games that he's better than what he's shown in the first. So first what? Set. What would have to happen for him to prove that he's a good head coach in your mind? Ten games. What has to happen? Win a couple. How, just two. So if he wins two games, he's a good coach. And they get better, and there's not sloppy play. So if they don't have 12 men on the field. It's not just 12 men on the field, Tony. They're a sloppy team. You know that. Okay. They clean it up, and they win two are they, games. Are they a clean team? Are they a clean playing team? Do you see clean rhythm? Clean in, in Cincinnati. In... Four days. I'm going back to my theory. Short in the week. Um, so have you P- seen it, good coaching so far, yes or no? Really simple question. Have I seen good coaching? I th- at times, yeah. I thought the Cincinnati game plan was good. <laughs> those those big six foot seven, three hundred and twenty five pound feet are moving like they used to on the field. They're tap dancing around. I'm not tap dancing. I'm calling yeah, as I see are. it. I'm trying to ask you a question, Pete. You said if he doesn't approve, you should make a change. What is improvement? And I just want to make sure because at the end of the year, I'm going to call you out because you should be accountable. It's called accountability, Pete. I was just talking about it. I'll You're be saying accountable. if he has a good second half of the season, I'll sit here and say 
There's no reason for them okay, to get rid what, of it. Okay, uh, you need to define what is good because if we want to define I'm defining it now, not after the fact when you're going to change the narrative and get over say whatever you want. What is good? Tell me right now. Put it on the record, Pete. There's no there's no, there's no, if, if they can lose every game, if they play better. See, and this is what I'm talking about. It's better, a moving target for people it. like Your Pete. If this is what the media does. Give, it a, give me a number, Pete. If you saw, if you give saw me a number. ten more, if you saw ten more, you games can't handle like the you, truth. Give me the number. <laughs> if you saw ten more games like you saw yesterday, would that be enough to get rid of them? I'm just waiting for an answer. Let's go to the next question. That's, Pete, okay, that's, that's yes. About, you yes. thinking of tap dancing? Tap dancing. Pete's Ooh. tap dancing. Oh, not a clinic. If he doesn't win more than two games, then how about that? Okay, so two games, he's safe. Two more games. Two games. Okay. Next question on social media today. This is at Duval underscore 45. Ever since they moved Chenault to the outside, he's been non-existent in the offense. Explain the thought process of moving a slot receiver to the outside when he can't play there. It's like asking Miles Jack to play defensive tackle. Hashtag we stink still. Hashtag let's talk draft. I'm not talking draft. That's not I an will. option. I Chenault is, a, Chenault is a slot. He's played the slot. He should move him around. He should be out of the backfield. He's not an outside receiver. He and knows. I don't think he's a slot receiver either. I think what a is, slot receiver, if you look at the history okay, of this league, Tony, they're, what is he little then, shift, Pete? they're little shifty slot guys. They're like lock it. They're slot guys. They're not. What they're is not, he then? I, it might be, you might have hit the nail right on the head when you started the show. When you said he's brought, he looks like a running back. I'd put him in the slot. I wouldn't put him outside that much. I, I agree with that 100%. He would be in the, if I had a choice between outside and the slot, he's playing in the slot. Remember early last year, he actually lined up at running back a good bit, like first couple, three weeks of the season. Then they didn't, they got away from that last year. Well, he got banged up. They too. moved him around. Yeah, he's been banged but, up. Last but when year, I, wa- when I watched like they, the run yesterday, when you watch it, you look at it, and you go, oh, that looked like, I, I had to look again to see who it was because he looked like a running back. Tony, Tony's. I think you're right about that. Of course, I'm right. I usually am. No, Pete. you you usually are not. But that one you're right about. Just ask him. He'll tell you he's right. Exactly. Just ask. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Next. let's go to the lock vault and see how many times you've been right in that. <laughs> right. There's no scoreboard, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, let's go to our next social media question today. At the other guy, 299, no shots downfield. Couldn't tell on the TV copy. Were wide receivers getting any separation, or was Trevor unwilling to throw downfield? No uh, separation. I, did not, I didn't see a lot of separation. I didn't even see a lot of design. Now i got to go watch it again. Maybe, Pete, you did. But there was zero, there was zero shots. There was just they did nothing to stretch the field. There was a play, and you'll see it later in the game, where he had – a shot in the middle of the field. He didn't throw it. He he didn't did not throw it. Is he sleeping? Are you, did you fall asleep right there, Tony? Your head was on the microphone. Eyes were closed. He's, Pete's trying to make asleep. a point. I was not sleeping. I was meditating, thinking about Pete's answer. <laughs> and and no, Tony, there weren't a lot of shots down the field. That's but my he point. Didn't I was asking question. I was, I was taking a break, a breather. I mean, I've been carrying the show today, JP. Pete no, doesn't answer it, questions. You notice? Does I, not I answer questions. Question. You tap dance, but no, he missed oh, the shot. In the okay. He had a let's guy ask, wide open in the middle. Let's of ask JP, who's, ta- who's tap dancing today? <laughs> both, a, of, both of you. Put the Twitter poll. I want a Twitter poll. Who's the, wearing the da- tap dancing shoes today? The floor underneath both of you Pete is a little worn out today. Whatever. I must say. No, I've been, okay. I've been on point. But, Tony, but to answer your question about the yeah. passing game, he missed one shot in the middle. He had a guy wide open. He didn't throw it. He missed him. He didn't see him. Other than that, there weren't a lot of shots down the field. There were not a lot of guys I don't, open. I don't, yeah. 
It's I, I don't. So think you know what that means? Start using some creativity to get them open. Well, they just don't have the speed. Uh, you gotta get. I mean, and maybe Ty, maybe Tyron Johnson doesn't know the offense well enough. Maybe he's having trouble picking it up. I don't know. That, Tell that him must the, be that must that has to be part of the. It has, to, it has be to be it. Tell him to go run straight as fast as he can and throw it as far as you can. Like just once a game, like once a quarter, like once a half. Do the, do the Alvis witted. Just yeah, <laughs> just we go. did with Alvis. Just go, Alvis, and <laughs> throw <go>. it. <laughs> <laughs> One final question on social today on Twitter. This is from at Betty Lafjord. When does the pain end? Whew. When the medicine takes. That's when the pain ends. Well, when they when they win some games and get better players and 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 coach better, that's when you start winning. But games. Pete, don't you be honest now? Don't do this change the narrative or don't start tap dancing. Didn't you think they were going to be better than they are right yes. now? You, I, yes, I thought. I mean, we all did. Everyone thought there was going to be some hope. Now, I didn't think they were going to be like everyone. A lot of people like JP were like, oh, we're going to win nine games, go to the playoffs. What did I, I say that? Before the season, we said five or six. And then after I said the five to, I said five to seven. No, we amended it. We amended it. And then it I down amended it to bit. four to six. But I thought it would be like. It, like I was good, always six to eight I for thought the it was record. good football. JP had him winning the division. <laughs> <laughs> JP had him playing. <laughs> That's awesome. not true, man. No, I had, him, I had him winning four games, and I don't think they're going to get there. And. I thought they'd be better than what they are. I did too. Uh, I, I did not see yeah. this. I did not see the no organization. I did not okay. see. Okay, and I'm going to say this kid. You know, I'm not going to tap dance on this. I thought Urban would be better than he is. How about that? Uh, that's the first like honest, like poignant thing you've said. Everything else has been dancing around the edges. <laughs> you you tap dance the whole show. <laughs> uh, I I don't tap dance. Believe me. There you have it. Social media questions are in the books. Thank you for the submissions today. Many, many submissions. Only a few can make each show. We'll come back and go around the National Football League. Big injury, big trade, and we'll get some of the highlights from around radio in the NFL in week number eight. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. About 12 minutes to go in the program today, and and what a lively discussion it has been. Is it really happy, though? I'm happy. happy I'm happy. You're not happy? I'm tired hour. This should be the tired hour today. You're cranky hour is what it is. You're cranky all day. By the way, JP sent me a picture of you sleeping in the in, in, during your break. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about, Pete. What kind of person are you? Why, why would you, you throw me the under the plane? bus? Did you not sleep on the plane, Tony? Not much. Your first your first class seat. You didn't sleep in your first class seat? I didn't. Not very well. But you did have a first class seat, though. Oh, yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, yes. Back in the old days, they would have sent the plane for you to get you. <laughs> I was tra- I'm trying to work that. I- I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> I love that. I don't have that pull anymore, Pete. I love that. No, you don't. Let's go no, over. It's not that valuable anymore like you used to be. Now I hang out with you. Now I'm, you know what? Now where I'm at, I'm sitting in the airport, D Rock. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you've sunk, you've sunk. Me and D Rock. Wow, it's that, bad. It's a low point in my life. It's okay. I'll, I'll fight. I'm a fighter, Pete.
You're a tap dancer. I'm a fighter. That's the difference no. between you and I. By the way, I got something that says from somebody on Twitter. It says, Pete Prisco always tells it like it is and never sugarcoats anything while always being pretty funny as well. Never change. As a fan of the Jaguars, glad someone connected says what is true. Thanks. From chat. <laughs> Thanks, Pete's wife. Thanks, Pete's wife. Thank from you, chance. Mrs. Prisco. Can we, can, we, can we just go through a Pete dad on Twitter? Pete I didn't just, know, like, Pete. self-glossed himself. Like... <laughs> Like, no, who no, well, does that? Your agent? Hey, let me read my my. Oh. Because you said my you son said, said, "Dad, you're the best <laughs> well, dad ever." I cry at night thinking about how passionate and kind you are for son, me. You tucked me say, in when I was little. You prayed for me and you provided and you coached me. I'm you're the best you, dad. You were you were. I mean, mocking you me for sound never like Pete. Position. That was embarrassing. Stop. Stop. No, you were mocking me for never taking a position and sugarcoating it. I don't sugarcoat it. You do. It's embarrassing. You just self-lost yourself. You are Captain Sunshine. (laughs) No, I call it as it is. No, you do not. And you're a self-glosser. You do not. Your nickname is Self-Glosser. Wow. Uh, You do not call it like it is. I mean, did you just see him read uh, his like, own compliment? Uh, Who does that? Because you know why? Because you said I, I, no you one, said I don't take a position, and I do all the time. <laughs> Except for when I ask you a question that you don't want to answer. I answered it. No, you didn't. All right. Yes, let's, can we move along, Yes, let's move please? on. We're not let's getting anywhere. On. Let's go around the National Football League. Around. And Von Miller is now with the Los Angeles Rams, Pete. What do they have to give up? And, and they're going for it all now. Two second-day picks, and they are definitely win or else this year. I mean, because think about it. He's not coming back next year. He's an unrestricted free agent after the season. They can't afford him anyways. And here's the other thing. They're giving away all the draft picks. They have no draft picks. You better win now. They're very top-heavy, especially with the salary cap, too. So, they're, And they're, they're one for, of the best teams in the league. You guys would agree with that. Oh, they're very good. Their first pick uh, next year is the fourth round. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, Les is good at what he does, but he's all in on this one. Let's move along to the games yesterday. Panthers over the Falcons, 19-13. The Buffalo Bills are coming in here this week. They got a win over the Dolphins yesterday. Josh Allen had two touchdown passes, including this one early in the fourth to Stephon Diggs, called by John Murphy on WFR Sports Radio 550 in Buffalo. Allen takes, going to throw it down the middle, caught by Diggs at the five, cruises into the end zone, touchdown, Buffalo! Stephon Diggs, a 19-yard strike from Josh Allen. Touchdown, Bills. Top scoring offense in football and the number one defense in the game coming in this week, Pete. That's usually a good combination for winning games. You think? <laughs> They're good, man. And, and I don't think they've played their best football yet. I really don't. They're really good. Yep, good football team. I'll really talk good. more about them later this week. I'm going to save my good stuff for Sunday. <laughs> okay, oh, great. <laughs> awesome. Means he hasn't watched it. Means he hasn't watched it yet. Can't wait for that. Uh, <laughs> the, watching this year. The 49ers over the Bears, 33-22. Jimmy Garoppolo, two rushing touchdowns, including this five-yarder midway through the fourth. Greg Papa and Tim Ryan on the 49ers radio flagship KNBR 680 in San Francisco. First and goal to go on the five-yard line. 49ers late 23-22. And so Jimmy going to pull it and run. Jimmy Garoppolo's got his second touchdown of the game. 
Touchdown! <laughs> oh! San Francisco. Now, Jimmy does not spike the ball. Oh, he chucked it. He threw it into the crowd back in the north end zone. And it hit the big C logo of the Chicago Bears up and on the second tier and hit that thing right on the bullseye. Well, the Niners got a W. They needed that one there, Tony. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo had a bad calf. Two rushing touchdowns? <laughs> Pretty good. He played. You know what, though? He played well yesterday, and that throwing that football into the crowd was like a good old Paisan would do when he's tired of hearing crap from other people. Okay. Are, are you ready to throw a football in the stands, Pete? I don't I don't I take crap from everybody. I don't care. Moving along to the Steelers over the Browns, the deciding score early in the fourth, Roethlisberger to Fryermuth. Bill Hillgrove had the call on 102.5 WDVE and the Steelers Radio Network. Fourth and goal at the two. Here's the snap. He's back. He pumps. He fires for the end zone. And it's juggled in the back of the end zone. What do they call? Touchdown, Pittsburgh! Pat Fryermuth, the Penn State rookie, pulled it in on a combat catch. He beat Harrison, the strong safety, and the Steelers forge ahead. 15-10, the final in that one. Defensive battle. Yeah. Uh, the Browns, bad season for the Browns. Not what they thought, Pete. No, not 4-4. Four and four, They're disappointing, and they've had a lot of injuries, but still. Hey, at the end of the half, Tomlin got away with one. He he had it was three three, and they had a fake. They ran a fake field goal at the very end of the half, even though they were getting the ball back at the start of the of the second half. And his kicker got blown up, and it was an incomplete pass. They should have taken a six three lead, got the ball to go in the second half. Should have been roughing the passer. Yeah, hit him in the helmet, didn't he? Should have yeah, roughing he the passer. Should have been roughing the passer, but still, it's a bad call. Kick your field goals three three. <laughs> Eagles over the Lions forty four six. The Rams over the Texans. It was 38-0 at one point. The Texans scored garbage points late. And then the Titans and the Colts went to overtime. Carson Wentz with an overtime interception for the Colts called by Mike Keith on Titans Radio. Play fake and a deep drop. Fires downfield. The ball is intercepted. Fired. 40-35. Allie Cox gets him out of bounds at the 31. The mayor of Murfreesboro. He'll get reelected after that. <laughs> it set up the game-winning field goal in overtime, 34-31. The Titans did that without Henry at his best. Well, I mean, the, I mean that's a great win. Bad by uh, Carson Wentz. I got them on Thursday night against the Jets. I think I already said that earlier. Yes, you did. Um, self-promotion. Self-promotion. Cool. Like Pete. I'm following Pete's lead. Mm-hmm. Um, the big story, though, for the Titans is Derrick Henry, their workhorse, the guy, the engine that makes them go out possibly for the entire year, uh, probably having foot surgery. That's a killer. I mean, that. I mean, they got the big lead. They have a four-game lead in the division um, because they've beaten the t- Titans twice. I mean, they've beaten the Colts twice. They have a tiebreaker. So they're probably going to win the South, but I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs without no Derrick Henry. No, I don't either. I, he he makes them go. But you you made a good point earlier, Tony. When you and I said this yesterday when we were sitting in the green room, they're tough. You fall down fourteen nothing on the road in a division game, and you come back and win that game. You're a tough team. They're yeah, tough. they are. Our final call we'll hear today: Jets over the Bengals, thirty four thirty one. They trailed thirty one twenty with seven twenty nine to go. Two scores inside five minutes, including the game winner, Bob Wishusen, and the great Marty Lyons on the ninety eight point seven ESPN Jets Radio Network. Takes the snap, drops back, looks right, looks left, fires in the back of the end zone. Open is Croft. He's got it. That's a Jet touchdown. Tyler Croft all alone. Mike White finds him for the go-ahead score with 3.45 to go. Unbelievable. 
What about that? Mike White first start in the NFL, and he's going to throw for over 400 yards. An incredible day. Jets win. Wow. How about that? I, shocker of the weekend. I cannot believe the Jets beat the Bengals. The Jets now no. beaten the Titans and the Bengals, two division-leading teams. And, and Robert Sala is a good coach. You can just tell by the way his team plays for him. Some other, final, other finals, Broncos got a win. Saints got a win over the Buccaneers yesterday. Jameis Winston with a knee done. injury. He's done. And the Cowboys over the Vikings. Game-winning touchdown win. inside a minute to play over the Vikings. Big win with Cooper Rush. Yeah, amazing. Vikings. Kirk Cousins in a primetime game. Never gets it done. Monday Night Football, we head to Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Daniel Jones leads a banged-up New York football Giants offense that will be without Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, and Kadarius Toney tonight, and three other receivers are questionable with injuries. They visit Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They're trying to get their act together after getting blasted by the Titans last week. Who you got tonight, Pete? Oh, I think the Chiefs get back on track. I, I think they're going to play well here. I think Mahomes will play well. But for Jaguar fans, we'll bring it back to local. Keep an eye on Aziz Ojolari. He's got five and a half sacks. He's becoming a really good pass rusher, and he was picked five spots behind Walker Little in the second round. And, Tony, you say you can never have enough pass rushers. There was one. Yeah, you can never have enough pass rushers. I'm really pulling hard for the Chiefs. I need Patrick Mahomes to throw five touchdowns, and I need all of them to go to Tyree Kill because they're both on my uh, fantasy team this week, and I'm in last place. might happen, by the way. The Giants are banged up in the secondary a little bit. That's why I picked them. i got to catch JP. There you have it. Uh, Pete, have a great week. We'll talk to you in week nine, week ten. See you, Tap Dancer. Pete Fresco, Tap Dancing out of here on a Monday night. Our thanks to Brent Reber, Joe Fortunato, our entire crew for Pete Prisco and Tony Bustelli. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We will catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network.